Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs, our streaming version uh, post, we hope, uh, 2020. And we're into 2021. And uh, first, I want to say hello to my co-host, Mark Z from Mark Z Legal Staffing. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Great. And, uh, you know, we're pretty excited to get into this segment. It's part two, uh, the impeachment story. Uh, and this time, again, we're speaking with Mark Furman, uh, partner, member at the law firm of Tarlow, Breedhart & Rogers. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Mark. Great to be with you. Morning, Mark. You know, Mark, you know, Mark uh, it's funny. Uh, you know, a lot of people sent me messages based upon the headlines after impeachment because the headlines were one sentence, you know, uh, and they, don't, they didn't really look into what was really going on. And, you know, you understand trials and you understand what trials may be ahead for the uh, previous president. So I was wondering if you could try to unravel some of this for people. Sure, well, we just finished the end of a political show trial is how I think of it. You know, it's not like any trial I've ever been involved in. It's not a legal trial, it's just the political trial. And, uh, um, you know, at the outset, they debated whether the Senate had the power, the jurisdiction to decide whether to impeach a president who was no longer president, who had left office. And the Senate voted. And by a majority, the Senate decided they had the power to hear the case. So in a courtroom, if the judge decided that a particular court had jurisdiction to hear the case, you couldn't relitigate that issue as part of your jury deliberations. But what happened here is that uh, the folks who opposed their being jurisdiction decided to acquit for the most part, based upon their own individual determination of whether uh, that there was no jurisdiction, even though they had the Senate as a whole had decided there was jurisdiction. So whether they had jurisdiction only required a majority vote, but it took a two thirds vote in order to um, convict in the impeachment trial. So a similar thing happened by the way in the 19th century when they, uh, a former uh, cabinet official was impeached, tried in the Senate and, uh, uh, and despite very strong evidence, uh, was acquitted based upon the claim lack of jurisdiction. And it's a political show because there's no appeal. It's whatever the Senate decides to do. So um, interestingly, uh, you know, what's going on now in the Republican Party among, you know, the efforts to censure folks who voted uh, to uh, uh, impeach uh, Trump in the House, those who voted to convict him in the Senate, uh, those who dis, uh, voted that there would be jurisdiction in the Senate. It's, it's really a, a party divided in a way that I don't recall in, in, in my lifetime. Um, 
So, which believe it or not, has been a while despite my youthful appearance. <laughs> so, uh, so where are we now? You know, we're going to have a, uh, a bipartisan commission to investigate all the events that happened on January 6th. And you know that the big part of that is going to be uh, who bears responsibility. So it's going to be about what happened yeah. on a security uh, side at the Capitol, but also uh, the reasons that the uh, uh, people, protesters were there, and then uh, those who uh, broke into the Capitol and the Confederate flags and, you know, the MAGA hats and all of that. So that's one thing. Then we have a criminal investigation in Fulton County, Georgia, relating to that phone call that uh, Trump made, uh, which, uh, um, you know, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but have listened to excerpts, but, you know, there was a reference to finding a sufficient number of votes to turn the Georgia election, which was very right. close. We have the, um, you know, criminal investigation in New York um, over the Trump organization, the ongoing efforts to obtain their tax records and from news reports, investigations of financial crimes. And, you know, Mitch McConnell, who, uh, um, you know, was very, um, uh, you know, fat, voted to quit, but very critical of Trump's actions, you know, alluded to potential criminal as well as civil uh, liability relating to the events of January 6th. So this is going to be going on for a long time, folks. It's just, um, and, uh, but it, you know, in some of it, I don't think there's a coincidence that you have a, uh, you know, uh, the investigation is being, these two investigations that I'm talking about, the one in Georgia and Fulton County and the one in New York, there are uh, Democratic prosecutors investigating uh, Trump um, or the Trump organization. So um, look, our country is very much scarred from this whole experience and what happened on January 6th and the, um, um, the view of so many people that our alleged elections are rigged. And now there's gonna be more attempts, frankly, to I think, um, you know, rig things in, in more subtle ways. Um, you know, uh, limiting voter access, you know, the right to vote is going to be a big legislative fight. Who gets to vote, how they get to vote, what kind of identification is required in order to vote, all, uh, how soon to an election can they vote, is mail-in balloting going to be allowed? Um, it's, uh, you know, the fight is going to continue as 
you know, I think the democratic, the demographics of the country continue to move in the direction that they are. Mark, I just wanted to follow up because obviously as you're talking about the legal aspect and the political arena and sort of coming back to um, the original uh, quote trial, isn't impeachment, he's, when they talked about guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. So what, what's amazing to me is when you play the tapes and obviously you look at, look at a Mitch McConnell who said he's definitely guilty, but I acquitted him because um, he's, now, um, he's now out of office, we have no jurisdiction. Meanwhile, he tabled the trial to after he was out of office. So I know he's Pelosi. walking that, what Jeff? Well, that's what Nancy Pelosi said. Right, he's walking the balance. But my question is, is and I guess because it's so political in all impeachments we've ever had, but this was one that you had films. And, and what, what I question is you had the word even fight. When one thing is fighting for better health care and one is fighting to overflow over, um, um, over uh, uh, what do you call it? rebel or over um, overturn the election? Over, yeah, overturn. Thank you. Overturn the election. Um, overcome the Capitol Police because they at one point said we can't hold them off. We need help. We need backup. There was literally a rebellion of people in the Capitol. You have people hiding. You have people in fear for their life, including the vice president. And then you go to a president um, who, who it's been documented um, that said, I will not call him off or, or well, didn't respond. So well, all these are like high crimes and misdemeanors, I think. And then unfortunately it plays out in the political arena. You know, Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm all for politics. It's a reality of all organizations. And uh, I like strategy. I sort of feel looking at the long game that the Democrats got what they wanted. They knew they were never gonna win the vote, but they're looking at that small segment of people who were swing voters, not the diehard Republicans, not the diehard Democrats, who they were able to show a clear message that he was guilty. And so he was being tried in the court of public opinion for that 20, 25% of the voter base that I think would watch this and see this. And I also think the long game was really setting up for the next level. And that is criminal proceedings in one state and criminal proceedings in another state, you know, and, and potentially investigation and investigation. Yeah. And when you see that Trump's revenues are down across the board and now he's having trouble financing, I really think that the long game is we're going to continue to expose this guy and we're going to keep putting economic pressure on him. And we're going to we're going to we're going to make sure that long term he's not a viable candidate because I think that's the long game. The long game for the Democrats is we don't want him running again, and we're going to do everything we can to discredit him nationally. We understand there's a percentage of Republicans they're going to like him no matter what, and we've given up on those. It's the other people we want. So I think right. that's what I'm seeing. Well, the other thing is, and Mark, I'm going to pass it back to you. But the other thing was they said. It was the most, previously, I don't think any opposite party um, senator had ever voted to impeach the, their president. Here you got, the previous time you had nobody, and now except um, obviously Mitt Romney um, had um, been involved previously, but here 
you had seven Republicans, so they could say it was bipartisan. My question just goes back to you, is at some point, can we ever have sort of a nonpartisan, um, if we have an impeachment process, because this came pretty close when you had high crimes and misdemeanors to the very foundation of our constitution, don't you think? Well, I think the, uh, you know, what happened with uh, President Nixon uh, became, you know, bipartisan. And so he resigned and there was no effort made to impeach him. He was going to be impeached if he didn't resign. And uh, from what I've read, a bunch of Republicans went to him and said, you're going to be impeached and you're going to be convicted. You should resign. Right. And, and that's what he did. But you know, I think the, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, dirty tricks in a, uh, in an election campaign taken to extreme of breaking in and then covering it up. Um, but this was people breaking into the Capitol building and people calling to hang Pence uh, and, uh, uh, this, this is really unprecedented, but the backdrop is Trump got 74 million votes and the, um, and although there are Republicans who, uh, never supported Trump and there's probably more of them after what happened on January 6th. Is the base is huge, and uh, and I think that is the political tightrope that McConnell and other Republicans are trying to, uh, you know, walk. And uh, um, you know, it's just I I don't know if the if the party can um, as divided as it is. Uh, is there going to be, I wonder sometimes there's going to be a new party. I mean, the, you know, folks that you would assume would have, you know, campaigned for Trump in 2016 and 2020 based upon, you know, party, party statesmen, I'll call them, you know, major political figures, the Republican Party over a uh, you know, multi-decade period to say the, the Bush family, you know, they, it's hard to believe that they voted for Trump in either election. I mean, that's a real wing of the party. Right. Um, Moderates. But, you know, I just want to add, I know we've been using up a lot of time, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi announced that there's going to be further inquiry into this whole riots. And I think that she's looking to develop evidence against certain Congress people and senators who are also aiding this whole process of the rebellion. And they're not going to stop until they get all the facts out. And so this is going to go on, not just for Donald Trump, and but there are others who probably did. We know that they were doing tours and they weren't supposed to the day before. And I, I think this is going to go on for a while because they want the truth. And I, you know, quite frankly, if my staff was hiding under a desk, worried for their lives, 
I might do the same thing too. And I think some people forget that. I would get quite angry and very protective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the video of Romney being redirected by uh, Officer Good Goodman, who, uh, you know, Romney was walking towards the rioters and, and Goodman had him turn around. I don't know if you saw that video, but, um, um, you know, he would certainly be someone who was in danger during that period of time, based upon the first impeachment trial, as well as, you know, what he has said, uh, had said before this trial. So he was clearly, um, you know, someone who was going to, who, who just, you know, he gave a speech that day is what these people need to hear is the truth that Trump lost the election. Right. Well, uh, again, I don't think, you know, I don't think this is a uh, mini series. I think this is a long time discussion. There's a lot that plays out. As I said, I think this is a long game and we're going to be watching it for a couple of years and we appreciate your unraveling it. And especially, you know, up front where you sort of say that this wasn't a trial, it was a political event and explaining that and explaining the real legal things that are going to be going on. Mark, if someone uh, needs to understand the law better, speak with a young attorney like yourself, how would they find God you? God bless you, Jeffrey. <laughs> how would they find you? We know you're a tarlow breed, but what's your contact? Yes, I can be reached at 617-218-2025. That's my direct line or at M Furman, F-U-R-M-A-N at tbhr-law.com. Great, we really appreciate it. Mark Z, we're never gonna hang up without you also giving us your information. How can we find you? Well, first you can Google Mark Z, M-A-R-C-Z and we'll come up or marczlegal.com, our website, or 617-338-1300, our phone number. Thank you. I want to remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs. <laughs>